This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. Oh, I can't even speak. Episode of Learning with Leslie. I think I'm that excited. Uh, this is your host, Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. And I have another exciting episode for you today. Today, I am doing an interview with Derek Halpern from socialtriggers.com. He's an expert marketer, serial web entrepreneur. He's built several successful websites in a number of different industries and over the last uh, five years. But now he's refocused to focus on what he loves most, which is building and marketing businesses. He started socialtriggers.com in 2010, and it is a testament to his knowledge of traffic generation and conversions. He uses academic research, personal case studies, and a number of other content marketing stuff to get traffic, attract customers, and sell products online. My goal for this interview is to get practical tips that you and I can implement right now. And when we implement it, we're going to see an increase in our conversions and help to grow our online businesses. Derek, thank you so much for joining me on this interview today. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Not much. I'm doing well. Are you ready for this interview? Yeah, I'm pumped. This looks like a good time. I am ready. I am ready. This is going to be some exciting information. Now, let me ask this. I never heard of you before, like a little while ago. And when I heard of you and I went to your website, I started seeing you everywhere. I went to Pat Flynn blogs. I see, I see you over there. Chris Brogan, you're over there. I mean, everywhere. What? I, I, it just seems amazing because your blog is relatively new. So my question is this. I want to start off just with, with, with some meaty information that somebody can take from the beginning and get themselves excited about it. What's one tip that you can give to someone that's trying to enter a very competitive niche? Because this is one of the most competitive niches, competitive niches out there. One tip you can give them. All right. So you've heard about the power of guest posting, right? Definitely. Now, here's where most people do it wrong. Most people start guest posting and they'll do one or two guest posts a month and eventually they'll get trickles of traffic here and there. Uh -huh. However, I'm going to flip this on its head. Instead of doing a few guest posts each month, save them up for a few months. Get ah. like six, eight, ten guest posts ready and then try to get them to go live on all of these different sites in the same like two to three weeks span. The reason why you want to do that is because then it kind of creates that effect of, Derek, where'd you come from? I see you <laughs> everywhere. And it was on purpose, you know? You, and you could actually engineer that in almost any niche. Instead of doing one or two guest posts, save them up and do a bunch of them all at once. And then it's going to have an exponential effect on your growth because then you're going to have people saying that they see you everywhere. And if they might have ignored your first guest post, it's going to be hard for them to ignore the second, the third, the fourth, through the eighth. You know what I'm saying? That makes a lot of sense. And I never really thought about that. I do guest posts regularly on, on Entrepreneur's Journey, for example, but they're kind of spread out. Yep. But if you were to focus it all and try to, try to get a bunch out at, 
in a short period of time, then it will appear like you're everywhere because you are everywhere. Exactly. Awesome. Good stuff. Okay, so I said that you've built several successful websites in the past. Can you give me some examples of the sites that you've built? Yes, yeah, so I'll just take you right from the beginning. Okay. Have you heard of the guy TuckerMax.com? TuckerMax, relationships, dating writes, or something like that? He does a bunch, you know, he writes about his drunken stories and dating stories with women gotcha. and makes it real funny. So I stumbled on this site in 2005 and I was thinking to myself, hey, I can write dating stories too and I can make some money like TuckerMax. So I created a website that wrote about my personal dating stories. Okay. And nobody cared because I wasn't that funny. <laughs> You're not however, funny, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, however, I noticed that another big type of blog that Tucker Max always linked to mm -hmm. was celebrity gossip blogs. Okay. And I started looking at those blogs, and they never talked about themselves. They just made fun of those hilarious antics of celebrities. Gotcha. And I thought to myself, all right, this dating stuff isn't working. Maybe I can make fun of celebrities. And sure enough, that's exactly what I did. And by the time I was done, in 2007, I think it was, my celebrity gossip blog generated something like 25 million views. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so that's significant. Yeah. So I got started writing about celebrity gossip. I branched out to makeup sites, fashion sites, and all these other related sites. And I grew those sites to be pretty large, making some money there too. But at the end of 2007, even though I was very successful with this whole internet thing, uh -huh. I realized one thing. That's I didn't it. wear women's clothes and I didn't wear makeup. You know, I was about to say, because I look at you and I don't see someone that's necessarily going to be into fashion and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Let me tell you, do you know how hard it was to write <laughs> makeup reviews when you don't actually wear makeup? Wait, wait, wait. Did you write the reviews all yourself? Yes, I actually went to a site that where other people reviewed it, and I just basically compiled quotes ah. from other people and fashioned it into a nice, complete article. I didn't even try the makeup. I just took other people's words and wrote a, like an in-depth review using other people's words. I wasn't stealing content. Uh -huh. I was fashioning the content in a more readable way. Gotcha. Well, now, let me ask you this, because I, I run a seven-day training course on internet marketing, and one of the things that I emphasize is you want to pick something that – or I, I try to guide people in the direction of picking something that you're passionate about, something that you have a strong interest in, because in my opinion, you can do that more long term. You get excited to do it. What's your, ex what, what's your perspective on that? I think that you can focus on something you're passionate about, but if your passion is not linked to a business model, uh -huh. it's a waste of time. So what I think you should do is focus on something you're passionate about, but make sure that whatever it is you're passionate about is a real business and Definitely. not just you talking. Like there's a lot of fiction writers that want to write their stories as blog posts. And right now, even though that's a good way, you know, that's a good way to kind of get your name out there. Maybe I wouldn't recommend blogging short stories. No one cares. Okay. You know, you want to really figure out what's hot and write about that and make sure there's other people doing what you're doing and making money at it. If, they're not, if there's no one else doing it, it's not because you have a unique idea that nobody else tried before. It's because there probably isn't any money in it. Okay. So, but when you started, it had nothing to do with passion? <laughs> no. It was man, an opportunity. I was straight opportunity, and I actually, you know, I, I made a bunch of money going after opportunity. I was passionate about making money, and I was passionate about not getting a real job, you know, gotcha. that's, that's what my passion was. And it was able to turn into revenue. But at the end, as you said, it's not a long-term thing. 
And once I experienced my success, I started looking for something that I was passionate about. And that's how I kind of settled on social triggers where you can see me writing about the marketing stuff that I learned. And I, you know, when I was growing all those sites, I read marketing sites. I read marketing books. I read psychology books. That's, that's the stuff that I read. And I applied that to the gossip niche. No, that's no. why I write about marketing because that's what I love to do now. But I don't think you need to have a passion for whatever it is you're doing. You just have to have the will to work. Gotcha. All right. So you, you, you started those websites and so on. You said you were reading marketing books and psychology books. When I speak to the average internet marketer, they tell me they read a lot of marketing blogs and marketing books and business books and so on. Psychology is not something that I typically hear. Why psychology? Well, here's the deal. When you're selling stuff, you're selling stuff to people. True. And if you know what makes people tick, it's easier to sell them stuff. It's, and if you know what makes people tick, it's easier to get people to your website. It actually was, uh, I can't say I invented this niche. Claude Hopkins, that famous direct marketer from like 100 years ago, uh -huh. he's a legendary direct marketer. He's the guy who basically invented copywriting. He's one of the first few people who actually focused on copywriting, selling with words. And he actually had a chapter in his book, which you can download for free. His book's called Scientific Advertising. And in this book, he said that the key to selling and the key to everything is really psychology. And he, let me tell you, he's right. You know, you focus on human psychology. You know what makes people tick. You know how to push those buttons. You know how to get people talking about you. You know how to get people to say something like, wow, I see you everywhere because you know how people are thinking. Gotcha. Okay, so I go to your website, and just what you said just now um, is a, the, a big header. Do you know what makes people take online? Yes. I don't know that you can answer this in a short um, summary sentence or whatever, but what makes people take online? I know we're going to get into we're going to get you. into the details afterwards, but just in general, what is that thing? They want what they want. They don't care about you. Ah, that's powerful. Okay. That's the only, like, you know, I, I think that's the shortest way to do it. A lot of people write me-focused content. They're always talking about themselves, but they forget that people don't care about you. They care about what you can help them with. So if you keep that in the back of your mind every time you write a blog post that people don't care about you, they care about themselves, you could always relate your content back to them, the reader. Then you'll realize that you're going to have a lot more success. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, let's go back to the fashion websites and the websites that you built that um, were very successful. You made a lot of money with it. How, how were you making money with those sites? Was it advertising? Was it um, affiliate products? What was it? Yeah, so back then it was mainly advertising. And it was actually funny because back then everybody was complaining that you can't make money with ads. <laughs> I made a ton of money with ads. You gotcha. know? <laughs> so I was all ads. I had... Once traffic starts ramping up, though, you can get some private ad deals with more uh, advanced networks that give uh -huh. you higher rates, mm -hmm. which not everybody's entitled to those rates. You know, like you have to have a decent amount of, traffic, amount of traffic to get in there. But and, the, and then they approach you or you approach them? They're like a sales team. Like I was actually in a network where I had a sales team going out there selling the inventory on my site. Okay. Much like Google AdSense, but I wasn't getting peanuts. I was getting paid. <laughs> well, that's always good. All right, let's fast forward a little bit. You started socialtriggers.com. It's getting a ton of traffic. How did you get your traffic in the beginning? Well, because I think it's quite interesting what you did. Um, yeah, so I started Social Triggers. 
I had the site up and running last year, but I wasn't really building the site up until about March or April of this year. Okay. I had the site up last year in SEO. There's something called aging a domain. It's like when the, the older a domain gets yeah. with content on it, the more preferable it tends to get treated in search engines. So I had content up there from last year, but I wasn't really ready to work on it yet. I just had content up there a little earlier just to get the aging going on. Uh -huh. But I really kick-started in March and April. And how I did it was is I realized that I took a look at my market, the whole online marketing industry, and I realized that there was a lot of bloggers who wrote great content. There was a lot of bloggers doing guest posts. Uh -huh. But there was no bloggers doing videos. And most importantly, there were no bloggers who did videos, like video site reviews of sites. And everybody loves site reviews. Uh -huh. So I decided to figure out that since people like to see site reviews and people weren't doing video posts, that would be my way of differentiating myself with other people. Now, I can't actually say that I came up with this idea on my own. It was a great idea and I ran with it. But this whole process got kick-started when Chris Brogan messaged me one day uh -huh. and told me, hey, Derek, let's do a site review for my site. Let's do it. He, he said, let's do a call and we'll put the video on my blog. He hit me up. He wanted to do a video. And I said, sure, man. After we did the video, I, I sat there thinking to myself, like, that was awesome. I'm going to do 20 more of them. And, and when you people. do the first one with Chris Brogan, anyone would want you to do one with them. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did have that benefit of knowing Chris Brogan for a couple of years, but I've met a bunch of people after the fact that didn't even realize I did one of these with Chris Brogan. You know uh, what I mean? I so I don't want people to think that, yes, Derek did it, but there's no way I could do it because I don't have any connections at the top. You don't need connections at the top. You just need connections with anybody who has a similar sized audience than you, to you. Like that's the one, another mistake that people make. They try to get it. They try to get no, they, like they spend all their time trying to get noticed by people on top when they could just uh, reach I out see. to people who are just a little bit bigger than themselves and become friends with those people. And then to really break it down, if you have five people, that are all getting a thousand people a day, and you reach out to people who are all similar size and traffic, all getting a thousand people a day. If you help each other out, before you know it, you're all going to be getting five thousand people a day, and then you're going to be a little bit bigger. Then you could reach out to people who have five thousand people a day, become friends with them. Before you know, it, you'll be getting ten thousand people a day to your site. I did that back in two thousand six, two thousand seven, gotcha. when I had no friends. Gotcha. You just reach out to people who are a little bit bigger than yourself. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Because you know what? When, when I see, when, when the average person sees what you're doing and they see, okay, you, you did a site review for Chris Brogan and for Pat Flynn and a number of other big guys, it's easy to think, ah, uh, well, you know, if he's doing it for those big guys, I don't know those big guys, so I can't accomplish that and to get discouraged. But what you're saying is it's not just about those big guys. And, and in some cases, it's not about those big guys at all. You can start smaller and kind of work your way up. And that's the way you did it, right? That's how I did it when I first got started. You start smaller and work your way up. And let me tell you, it almost always works. The trick is don't just partner with anyone. Partner with people who you really believe are doing good work. And eventually, if you're all promoting each other and you're all doing good work, you're all going to grow together. Like that's what happened when I started a celebrity gossip blog. I was getting a few hundred hits a day. I reached out to five or six other celebrity gossip blogs who were all doing good work. And we just promoted each other from our blogs. And before you know it, of the five or six, one or two of them dropped off. But three of uh -huh. us built monstrous websites getting you know, millions of hits a month. 
just because we reached out and grew together. You can find people who are the same size, you can promote each other, and you can grow together. Awesome. I'm, I'm here taking uh, a lot of notes um, because this is good stuff. Anyone listening to this right now, if you haven't started taking notes, start taking notes now because we're going to go into a section. And this is what I want to do, if it's okay with you. I, I want you to just... Uh, I know you, you focus a lot on conversions, and conversions are significant. And I want you to give your best tips, as many tips as you can give on conversions. How do I increase my conversions? How do I increase my engagement at my site? How do I get people to opt into my mailing list and, and do what I want them to do when they come to my website so that they can get a lot of value because we're assuming that we're, uh, we're going to assume that the people that are listening to this are, are producing good content, not just good content, but great content that is worth tweeting, is worth signing up for, is worth buying and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to give a bunch of tips. And then after this, I want you to go to my biology website, since that's the one that I talk about a lot, and I want you to rip it apart and just give and just say, okay, this is good. This is not good. This is not good. Leslie, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You need to change this. <laughs> so that, that's, what we, that's what my goal is for this next section. Is that okay with you? Sounds good to me. All right. So let's so, go with tips. All right. Rapid fire tips. Yes. First things first, if you want people to take action, like signing up to your list or buy your stuff, you got to ask them. You got to say, hey, go take action. Most people will create something. They'll create a blog post and they won't ask people to take action throughout the blog post. You always got to be asking people to take action. If you don't ask people to take action, they won't take action. That's the first tip. Okay. Now, so, what, if, what if my tip is, what, now what if my blog post is just informational? Um, let's say, for example, uh, I, I am explaining what a domain name is. Yeah. How do I get people to take action on that? So if you're telling people what a domain name is and that if they're reading that content, chances are they want to buy a domain name. Gotcha. So at the end of the article, hey, go buy a domain name with this link. Makes sense. And are it you doesn't even have to be an affiliate link. Yeah, definitely. Just get people accustomed to taking act. Get people accustomed to reading your stuff and then doing something afterwards. You always want to get people accustomed to doing. Don't make people passively read. If people passively read your stuff, they'll read it, they'll move on, they won't do anything. They won't buy, they won't subscribe. You got to get people to subscribe. So if you write something about domain names, put a you can even put an opt-in form. All right. Once you get your domain name, sign up for this email list and I'll tell you the next steps. There you go. Now you got an email address out of it. Nice. nice. And and taking action doesn't necessarily have to be signing up for something, right, or tweeting or anything. It might just be them deciding to do something and going and doing it. Yeah, get people accustomed for you asking them to do stuff, yes. Gotcha. Tip number two. Tip two. Keep your op If you're trying to build a list, keep your opt-in forms above the fold. I can't tell you how many websites I stumble on where they'll have, like, their email sign-up form at the bottom of their sidebar. That's stupid. Put it at the top. You want to make sure people see it. Third tip. That's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, definitely. Tip, if you want to get traffic, write content worth writing. And what I mean is don't repeat what everybody else is saying. If you've got nothing to say, don't say it. Wait until you have something to say and try to have something to say a few times a month. A lot of people say you got to update your blog every day of the week or a few times a week. Social triggers, I upload a few, uh, uh, update a few times per month. 
only write when you have something important to say. If you don't, don't waste anyone else's time. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that I've noticed significantly with you, with you because even in my course, I emphasize pe to people, the more content you get out there, the better. But I also emphasize quality. Um, but you, you, you're posting sometimes twice a month. And yep. I go to your blog. I'm, I'm going to your blog right now. And I see there are 40 comments on your most recent um, article, 92 comments on the one before that, 98 on the one before that, 74. Uh, so they're coming even though it's just once in a while you're posting. Yeah, so know what happens? I actually I email my list a little bit more than I update the blog. Ah. I have a lot of content that I don't send to people in the blog reader just to reward email subscribers. But on the blog, when I do do that, actually that latest post has the lowest, like a really low comment count because when I sent out my email, I triggered a spam filter by accident and uh, I got marked as spam, which is why that's a little low. I know how but, that is. But anyway, as I was saying, only write when you have something to say. You're not going to kill your community. They'll probably thank you for it because you're not wasting their time. Okay, and now you're saying you're saying high quality content. So don't just write any and anything. You want it to be something significant. Um, but I just want to point out or, or find out if when you say high-quality content, are you talking about, you know, when you write, it doesn't have any grammatical errors, it's perfect, it's, it's flawless, the, the structure so, is nice? Well, what do you mean by that? I mean all of it. Okay. I, I edit my articles, you know, fanatically. But you don't need to be a pro writer. You don't need to be a pro writer. You just need to be able to show your ideas like get your ideas across to your readers and chances are when you're writing your main goal is to teach someone something new write something that you would like to read and a surefire way of doing that if if you see some research going on like new research comes out that you see in the news figure out how you can adapt that to your niche you know what i mean like if you see some new research that uh there's something that's going around today that copy blogger tweeted uh -huh. that longer tweets get higher click throughs it was a hubspot research oh interesting you could write about that research link to hubspot and then talk about the implications of that for whatever market you're in for example you know you could figure out how to find new research make sure you're educating people with stuff they don't not that they don't know yet or tell a compelling story that people might not have heard yet don't tell the same stories as everyone else find the stuff that people haven't mentioned you know what i mean gotcha all right so, so that's let, let's go with the next tip next tip is kind of put me on the spot with this rapid fire stuff <laughs> but the next tip would be to make sure what you're writing about is clearly connected to a monetization model. We've talked about this earlier, but if you want to hire conversions, you got to obviously conversions mean sales, conversions mean emails. If you're trying to convert people to a list where you can't actually sell them anything, why do you even want that conversion to begin with? You only want the right conversions. So you want to attract the right audience. Like as a, as a good example, I, I, I always tell this story. Uh, a few months ago, I walked into a lo my, my lawyer's office, and he was t he was complaining to me about how blogging was horrible for lead generation. <laughs> and I fired up his blog right there on the spot, looked at his blog, and I started laughing. <laughs> started laughing. He was talking about all the latest legal news, and I sat there thinking, like, listen, man, you're already my lawyer, but why the hell would I want to read that? I don't care what's going on in the legal world. I care how fast you can set up my LLC. I care how you know, 
how you can help pr protect me from getting sued. Or I care that if there's a new FTC regulation, I care how that affects me as a customer. And you could ask me then to go ahead and hire you for more services because of this new rule and needs my all my contracts need to be redone, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was just sitting there scratching his head like, oh, I never thought about it like that before. So whatever you're writing, make sure you're writing for your target audience, not for your industry. Okay. Now you said that you need to make sure that it's um, clearly connected to a monetization model. One of yes. the things that I tell people a lot is um, when you're starting a blog, don't worry as much about making money. I tell them, put your best content out there and build a following. And then, not, not don't think about it at all. You have your monetization strategy in, 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 plan, in mind, um, but don't make that your focus in, in the beginning. What's your perspective on that? Because I look at your blog, and your blog, I mean, it, at least it doesn't seem like there's a, a bunch of selling happening in each post or anything of that sort. So can you clarify well, that a little bit? I think when you start a blog, you got to start that blog with the intention to make money. Uh-huh. Period. Okay. And even though I'm not as overt with my sales pitches, believe me, I have some sales pitches. You know, I I'll do a webinar where there'll be an hour. I have like I have more s stealth s sales pitches where I might not have a direct sales pitch, but I'll do a webinar, give an hour of an awesome content that at the end of the webinar, there'll be like a 10-minute pitch. Okay. Or I might send a content video to my website and then below the video I'll have another sales pitch. You always got to be pitching. You always got to be asking people for sales. You got to make money, right? But if you're going to start a website, start that website with intention to make money. If you don't start that website and there's no monetization model in place and you don't know how you're going to make money with it, probably you're probably not going to make money with it. Okay, so to clarify, you're not necessarily saying that every post you have to be selling, but it it should be connected to some kind of a monetization uh, model, whether you're doing webinars and you, you have a pitch at the end or uh, maybe you might have a, a, a pitch in your email or something of that sort. You give some value and then there's a, a link to purchase an affiliate product at the bottom that someone can purchase. That's kind of what you're saying? Exactly. All right. So. Always work the links in and be very clear about working the links in. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be doing overt sales pitches all the time. You just do... Stealth sales pitches. Stealth. Can you define stealth? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, don't make it the subject of what you're writing. Make it, you know, part of what you're writing. Okay, so for example, um, in my seven-day boot camp, I, I show people how to set up websites. And, of course, if you're going to be setting up a website, you got to get hosting. So I say... Um, the place that I recommend for you to get hosting, if you're going for shared hosting, is HostGator. And, of course, that's an affiliate link. It's not that this post is saying, let me show you how to buy um, from HostGator. But there's good content in there, and it provides what you need in a way that is connected to a monetization model. Exactly. All right. Sounds good. So we have four tips so far. Tip number one to recap, if you want people to take action, ask them. Keep your opt-in forms above the fold, not at the bottom of the sidebar or the bottom where people can't see it. If you want traffic, write content worth writing. Don't repeat what everyone else is saying. And then make sure what you are writing about is clearly connected to a monetization model. Any yeah. more tips? Yeah, let's do the fifth tip. And this is one of my favorite tips to say because it really pisses a lot of people off. <laughs> Stop promoting your social media profiles all over 
your website oh. at the expense of building an email list. Okay. Your email list is something you own. Build the email list always. And, there, you know, there's a lot of data out there saying that emails might be dead. And you know what? I'm not seeing it. You know, I send emails all the time and they make me money. So if email marketing is dead, I want to know why I'm getting paid. <laughs> I like that. You know, and I just saw, oh, man, I wish I had it here really quickly. But I just saw um, a, a graph somewhere, a, an infographic showing how many people use emails versus yeah. It's a good graphic, right? Where they're like, oh, 800 million on Facebook, you know, 100 million on Twitter, 2.6 billion people on email. Exactly. You know, these social networks got a little catching up to do. People use email. That's where the results are happening. And I always share this one statistic where, you know, I shared a link to my Twitter following, my Facebook following, and my uh, Google Plus following. And that all totaled to over like 10,000 people or so. Uh And I got like 100 clicks or 150 clicks in total. And I then sent out an email to a few thousand people. This was back when I first started, maybe 5,000 people or something like that. Sent out a link to my email list and generated something like 1,400 clicks. Oh, wow. You know, so I don't remember the exact numbers, but I generated a ton more clicks from email than from social media. So if it's dead, I'd like you to go tell all those people clicking on links and emails, you know, because they're still opening them. You know, and that's something that I didn't notice before because I'm on your site and I'm looking around, trying to find uh, where to connect with you on Twitter. And I find, okay, I finally found connect. you can message Derek on Twitter on your contact page. But everywhere I go, it's very obvious that what you want from me is my email address. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That's the best way to stay in touch with me. You know, you want to get in touch with me? Sign up to my email list. Email me. You get my email when you sign up to my email list. And I guess what I'll say is, and this, this could be a quotable. Email marketing isn't dead. Bad email marketing is dead. Okay. What's the difference between email marketing and bad email marketing and good email marketing? Email marketing sends people what they want to read. Bad email marketing just bombards them with pitches all the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's very clear, very obvious. And I'm, I look, I'm, I'm on one of your posts. Right above the post title, I see, enter your email to get free blog updates. Right there. You, you can't miss it. Then I scroll down at the bottom of your post. If you enjoy this article, get email updates. It's free. Right there. It's, it's very obvious. Yeah, I make that. That's the number one goal. And people think that maybe it's a little pushy, but people don't complain. I work it in. I put them where, you know, you very rarely see more than one form in one particular area. I'm currently testing that big purple one at the top of my blog post. Uh-huh. And I might be, you know, right now you see both the top of the blog post and the sidebar one. Eventually you'll see just the top of the blog post without the sidebar. Then you'll see the sidebar without the top. I'm basically in testing phases right now. Gotcha. But, yeah, so you got to make it apparent. If you want people to take action, ask them. And as you can see on my site, I want people on my email list. So I ask them to join my email list. Go figure, right? <laughs> it makes sense. It, it's, really si- it's really simple, but... It's something that a lot of people don't think about. Yep, exactly. Okay, sounds good. Any more tips that you wanted to share? I think that's, I think that's all the tips to focus on. I mean, that'll, I, I believe that is the 20% that'll get you 80% of your results. All right, sounds good. I'm at, I'm at your blog again. And when I come to your blog, there's something that's very obvious to me. Um, when, I, when I design a website, and this might be a short a, a, a downfall, but when I put up a blog... 
I go and I try to find these really nice themes that have all these nice graphical elements and all that kind of stuff. I come to your blog and it's very plain. And yeah, I, that was a that was a that was a positioning strategy. Right now in the marketing blog space, a lot of people are using very complex designs with a uh -huh. bunch of colors. I chose to choose a I chose a minimalistic design just because no one else was using one. Gotcha. Now, with that, it, it, does that have anything to do with you want them to focus on certain things and not be distracted by everything else? That's part of it, yes. But it, the main reason why I'm doing it is because my site doesn't look like every other marketing blog. Gotcha. You know, it actually looks, you know, markedly different. Different. Most marketing blogs use red links. I'm using purple links just because nobody's using purple. You see what I'm saying? So I, I changed my colors and my design mainly because it was different from everybody else. Nice. Okay. So you want to find a way to stand out from everyone else. And that's, I think a lot of what we're seeing, um, a lot of the tips that you've given is just really giving, telling you to stand out from everyone else. A lot of people don't know these tips, or maybe they might know it, but they're not taking action on it. We need to take action on these things, simplify and focus on what's important, make sure things are connected to a monetization model, write good content. There's a lot of blogs out there with a lot of crappy content. You want your stuff to stand out. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Okay, so now we're going to go to the scary part of this interview, <laughs> or the good part of the interview, the best part of the interview. I want you to go to my biology website at interactivebiology.com. I think you're there already. And I want you to just give your best advice if that involves ripping it apart, whatever. Just have at it. Let me know what you think. What should I change? What am I doing well, etc. All right, cool. Let's start right at the top. When people visit your homepage, what do you want them to do? What do I want them to do when people visit my homepage? The main thing that I emphasize right now is start watching some videos. All right. So my question is, that's what you emphasize. But what do you truly want them to do? You want them to watch videos? Is that your goal? Okay. My, my, my main goal is to sign up for my mailing list. All right, I see no form anywhere on your site. Now, did you see the pop-up that comes up, um, the pop-up domination thing that comes up when you come to the site? Yes, I did see that, but you need a form too. And let me tell you why. A lot of pop-ups will pop up. They'll close it immediately because they're not ready to subscribe yet. You need a form embedded somewhere on your site that's hard-coded, that isn't just a pop-up. Okay. Absolutely. That would be the first thing is add a form somewhere where people could see it. On the main page. Yes. Okay. Now, now I now know that you, your current – Go ahead. When, you, when I visit Interactive Biology, I don't think to sign up to your list. The first thing I think to myself is do I want to watch videos or do I want to get the study guide? Okay. Obviously, if it's a new person visiting your site, they're not going to want to get the study guide. They're going to want to watch videos. Now, what I suggest you do is change the color of get this study guide to a different color. Like some markers would do something like make watch the videos in red – and get the study guide in green. Okay. And red implies stop, green implies click. You see what I'm saying? Ah, okay. Or you could do it the other way around. Or you could see like on, on other websites, you might make watch these videos in gray, and then you may get this study guide in the blue that you're currently using. Okay, so when, so when I decide, if I decide which one is the more important one of the two, the one that's more important, I want that to really stand out. Exactly. But let's talk about watch the videos now. Okay. When you click on watch these videos, again, I don't see a sign-up form 
anywhere on this site. <laughs> what you need to do when you click watch these videos, right at the top where it says get human physiology for regular people. I don't even know what that is. That looks like an ad, so nobody's clicking that. Okay. What I would do is put right there, are you struggling with your biology homework? Enter your email and get this, you know, get whatever it is you give people an email in exchange okay. for signing up. Gotcha. You know, and here's the thing. I don't suggest you do like a seven-day course because most people who are struggling with their biology homework want help right now. So give them something and give it to them right away. Well, let me, let me um, tell you what I, I give people when they sign up to my mailing list. Um, okay. I have all these – I have like 100 videos on my site. Um, yes. But you're watching them on YouTube. When you sign up to the list, you get to download my videos. You get to download MP3s of the videos. You get to download um, handouts and PowerPoints and all those kinds of resources. Perfect. So that's what you say. Are you struggling with your homework? As you can see, there's 100 videos. But if you want to get those custom worksheets that aren't available below the video, make sure you give the email address and tell them that. I don't see that anywhere on your site. You know that that's that's very obvious. And if I were doing <laughs> if I were doing a coaching call with someone, which I do do, that's something I would tell them to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. Okay. Second thing, I click through one of your videos. Mm -hmm. You got click here to download this video. You got a transcript of today's episode. Got a question? Click here. Right below that video. If this helped you, make sure you give me your email address to get access to the worksheet for this video. Again, right below the video. Put an opt-in form. Now let me let me okay so um beneath the video is click here to download this video. Yeah, and but right below that you can say if you want access to the worksheet then like the practice homework for this video. But what what I'm saying for these videos it's not worksheets for them it's getting access to download the the video the mobile version of the video and the MP3. So should I be taking away that link click here to download this video from that page and have them enter their email address to do it? Um, since that's what I'm giving away. Not necessarily. I don't think you should kill usability. Maybe here you don't want to focus on, maybe you don't want to focus on getting emails there because here's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking your audience is very similar to that Khan Academy yeah. and maybe you're going to get like the people who are visiting your site have very key problems, right? Yeah. If they have a regulating peripheral resistance part two, if that's their problem, they're going to watch this video and then they're going to go see if you solved any of their other problems. Maybe you don't need to focus on getting an email right below the video, but you should make sure you have an email somewhere saying, if you found this website helpful, make sure you give the email address up. You know, mm -hmm. I, I noticed with Khan Academy, for example, Khan Academy, they don't actually focus on building a list. No, they don't. And I suspect that's because their traffic is loyal, but I'm betting that they're getting a lot of search traffic. Like if you see how they set up their site, oh, they'll definitely. have something like, you know, quadratic inequalities. That's like, they're taking all the math search terms. Yeah. I think you could take all of the science search terms too. Makes sense. And, and you know, Right now on my email list, I'm getting anywhere between 30 and maybe 20 to 50 email opt-ins a day with, yeah, without, having I, those, without having those all over the place. So if I were to put that, I'd probably get a significant amount uh, above what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I, I think you should definitely up the emails on your site, but okay. realize that you don't even necessarily need to promise anything. You could just do something like I do on Social Triggers. If you like this video and you want to learn more, enter your email to get updates. You know, you don't even have to be that specific. Gotcha. You know, and maybe you could, 
you know, and that that should help gather the list. But here's the thing. I think a lot of your audience, I think your audience has a life cycle. And I think your audience who is a reader today might only remain a reader until the end of the school year. Yeah. And then they'll no longer be a reader. Or the end of the semester. Or the end of the semester. Exactly. So I think much of your traffic is really going to be coming from search engines. I think much of your traffic will be coming from hopefully local high school teachers will start referencing your stuff as a way to teach their class how to do what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. Most of my traffic is search engines, and a lot of it has to do with teachers letting their students know and students telling classmates and so on. i got to tell you, this might be one of the only sites that I would ever say this on, but I don't think you need... I mean, you need an email list, but I don't know if that's necessarily... 100% necessary for the students. What I think is necessary is trying to build an email list of the teachers. Gotcha. That are talking about you. Like, you know, you want the students there. Yes, they'll buy your physiology guide or whatever. But the teachers are the people who are going to be talking about you. And if you keep the teachers in contact with you and you keep in contact with those teachers, they're going to want to keep referencing your site to all their new classes all the time. So that's like, you know... In some cases, you want to target your main you want to target your main customer. You want to write for your customer, which is in this case is people who are taking biology classes. But realize your main customer has a short life cycle and it's got a high churn rate. So in this case, your main customer might be those people, but the best way to get those people might not be to get those people on an email list, but instead getting the teachers on an email list. That way they're using your tutorials every year or every semester with all of their new students makes a lot of sense now how do you how do you recommend i go about doing that in terms of getting the teachers and not necessarily the students i think you should have a separate blog on interactive biology like blog.interactivebiology.com where you can maybe write content that would attract teachers and then try to get featured in magazines that those teachers would read or something like like that or try to reach out to schools no no joke i would do this uh-huh. i would find local elementary schools or local high schools and call them up get one of those te- you know get get the head of the science department on the phone and and tell them what you're doing you know and people don't i'm not sure if that's legal to make a phone call to a school like that but i don't see why it is people make calls to my school all the time so, so if, if if that's completely okay, reach out to schools. Get get those teachers on the list. Tell them what you're trying to do. If, if, if imagine this for a second, if you call up the head of the science department at one of some local high school in you know in the middle of America or whatever, mm-hmm. chances are they're struggling with budget. Chances are they're struggling with having high quality teachers. Chances are they're struggling with trying to teach their students and get their students educated. If you call up that head of department, and say look. I'm really passionate about teaching science to people. Create this big website with all these ongoing tutorials, blah, blah, blah. I think that you guys can really use this as a great resource in your classes. And hey, if you want to contribute anything or any articles that maybe teach people something, now what you're going to have is other teachers giving you content mm-hmm. and they're going to want to promote your website as one of their th- as one of the sources. And actually, I highly suggest you try and get other teachers to give you content. And, and that's kind of the next stage that I'm going to. I'm gonna, I have actually certain professors that are, are this is mostly targeting um, university level biology. So I have okay. certain 
professors that are go that want to um, start making videos, and I'm going to start doing that in the near future. All right, so yeah, so do that, and also one thing I would do, I think selling a study guide like you're doing is great. I would also reach out to uh, biology textbook makers and see if they want to buy ads. True. I think a biology textbook maker could be a good ad, especially if you get all the biology teachers on an email list. If you get all these different biology teachers on an email list, textbook companies are gonna want are gonna want to promote their textbook on that blog. You know what I mean? That They're gonna want that. Makes so, a lot of sense. All right. And that'll be your source of traffic. All right. Anything else about the structure of the website that kind of stands out at you? Yes, I think again. I'm not. Sh I think the sidebar is a little too complicated. I would work on minimizing that a little bit. Now, I think Twitter's a good. Uh, Twitter's interesting because I think if you, I think there's some ways to search on Twitter to see if people are struggling with uh, definitely biology problems. Uh -huh. So I think Twitter's a good place to be, and they could thank you. I think Facebook's okay too. I like to support interactive biology for the donation. I think that instead of having that a a built-in form like that, you should make that a button and send them to a different page. Okay. Instead of having that interactive form there. So it that it doesn't take up as much real estate. Exactly. And I mean, it might lower donations, but people who see that and want to donate, they'll donate because you're not selling anything. You're asking for a donate, a donation. And I don't think having the form there is going to increase it. If people want to donate, they're going to click the button and go donate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So what about the, the other videos and the categories and all that stuff that I have there? I think you're doing really, really good with breaking it down and by categories. I think you're doing a good job there. And I think you're doing a good job with uh, your lessons. The one comment I would have is an SEO comment. Okay. Don't put those random numbers in front of your title. Even though you're tracking your lessons, 056 regulating, per that means nothing. Get rid of that 056. Okay. Now, what if I got rid of that in the, like, you know, if you use an SEO plugin, you can have custom titles. What if yep. I got rid of that there so that when the search engine searched, they don't see that. But when the person is there, they can see the sequence that it goes. Because that's, that's the main reason I have that, for the sequence. Yeah. So I, I think you could have that there for, you know, for people. But don't it, – it's – so there's been some studies by SEO people that found that search engines tend to weight the front of the title tag higher nice. than the back yeah. of the title tag. Mm -hmm. And you're giving up the first few characters to numbers that have nothing to do with what you're writing about. Gotcha. The only other thing is I know that you link to a transcript and that's in JavaScript. Is that getting indexed by search engines? That is getting indexed. It is? Okay, yes. good. Yeah, I made sure of that one. <laughs> okay, that, that's the only other comment. Um, but other, other than that, man, I think you're doing an awesome job here. I think you've got to build that blog to get the teachers on that list. And if you get those teachers on the list, they will send you the traffic. And, you know, I think that's my biggest takeaway because I've been focusing fully on the students. Um, yeah, no, but, so the students is a good take. Don't get me wrong. Writing these videos for, for oh, writing definitely. purposes, uh -huh. that's, that's the key way to do this. But if you get the teachers, that's how you're going to get the students all the time. Gotcha. Well, that that all makes sense. I think I I think I have some actionable stuff that I can take away from this um, um, review. Anything else you have to add? No, that's it, man. I think that's your. I mean, you're doing a lot of things right. So I gotta tell you, you're obviously a good person. You know, you obviously know what you're doing. You got a lot of good stuff going on there. 
The only other thing is maybe you can encourage some more sharing. Like if this lesson helped you, share this with your friends so they can get help too or something like that. Basically, if you want people to take action, ask them to do it. Exactly. Like, you know, you have click here to download this video, but below that you could say, if you found this lesson helpful, make sure you share it with your friends so they can, they can do well on their test too or something like that. You know, like let them know that, hey, I just helped you, but now it's time to help me awesome. and help your friends out. Awesome. Now, hey, I want to talk about everything that you have going on. Um, I want people to know how to connect with you um, or anything you're working on that you would like them to know. So go ahead and let us know about what's going on with Derek right now. And how, so, do, how do they connect with you? Goal. Social Triggers needs to have 100,000 people on the email list, and I want it by the middle of next year. And the reason why I want that is because... I just have never had a hundred thousand person email list before. <laughs> that's that's a good reason. Socialtriggers.com, no, 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 right? Realistically, uh -huh. uh, if you want to know how to contact me, go to socialtriggers.com. Right in the top there, enter your email, press get updates, sign up to my email list. You're gonna get a confirmation email, confirm your email, uh -huh. and then you're gonna get an email that says, "What are you struggling with right now?" In that email, respond to that email and tell me with what you're struggling with right now. I, I, I love to hear what people are struggling with, and I almost always respond to those emails within a few days. So go ahead, sign up to the newsletter, and tell me with what you're struggling with. And then two, what I'm, my main goal right now is to really show people how to build websites that work. There's a lot of bad advice out there right now, and my goal is to overshadow that bad advice with good advice. And that was one of the reasons, like even though I love marketing, I really don't like the fact that there's people putting out bad, bad stuff. Like people who are selling push button software, for example, or people who are trying to give uh, bad yes. advice on blogging or bad advice on SEO. My goal is to take that stuff out, you know, is to really just give the good, the good content that people can read and actually take action on. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm having some technical malfunctions here. Anyhow, okay, so um, socialtriggers.com. I want to invite everyone to visit that site and check it out. There's some really good content there, content that I know you are going to love. Derek, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. Hey, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Now, like I said, I had some technical difficulties, so normally I play some music. I'm looking for an alternative here. And uh, here we go with the music. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, as usual, I want to ask you to come back to the website, to the blog, learningwithleslie.com, and let me know what you thought about this interview today. If you have any questions, any suggestions, you know what to do. Ask them in the comments. Or you can call the hotline, and I will play that number again at the end. As usual, I also want to invite you to... Just again, again, just tell you to go to socialtriggers.com, not just because he came on here and gave some awesome advice, but because he shares awesome advice over there on a regular basis, teaching you how to turn random traffic into loyal subscribers, persuade people to buy your products, encourage people to share your content and your website. As usual, you can also find this podcast on iTunes. If you go to Leslie on itunes.com it will take you there and if you appreciate what what is happening go ahead and leave a review and a rating so until next time take care and god bless <laughs>